That could have been hit by a car so easily. Oh, totally. Yeah, he, he was heading. We're right on. We're at the corner suite. The the yeah. intersection's right there. Could be. It was like an eight point. Really? It was like a a big deer just sprinting, and I'm just like, the, whoa, whoa. Girl's like, what? Like a big deer just ran. Have you seen many of them, or is that the first uh, one that you've seen? A few. Not not that many. One of the. I know they're around here. Teachers but. at the studio that Lacey teaches at got fucked up by a deer. Really? Yeah, like it went through the windshield oh, of her car and she, she was going pretty fast, so that's crazy. And it, I, I've had a couple of close calls, but I'm, I drive, as you know, may know, I drive the speed limit yeah. quite often. Yeah. And my, I'm cautious. I'm on alert. I've hit a bunny once and I think I felt bad yeah. for a few days about that one. I don't think I've ever hit any living thing that I really know of. But that would be that would be really intense for a deer to come th- like if it came through the the windshield and then it would would it, it would still kind of be alive. Yeah. It would be like crushing you and it'd be like like it would be an intense experience. Yeah you're supposed to sometimes if you hit hit it and and it's like half dead on the side or you're supposed to kill it. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that I still, even like when I was riding my bike out towards Padova and saw like a gopher get hit by a, a truck or something and it was like, you know when an animal still thinks it's alive and it still thinks it's running but it doesn't know that it's just been fucked up and you see it like doing a twitching thing, it's so disturbing and like yeah. I, I'll replay it for days and I know that's just the way life works but... Uh, it's good to be around that stuff just to be reminded of it but oh, it's traumatizing oh like, yeah it's so crazy I'm sure to witness. The, the, I mean this is the darkest but if you saw like the human version of that like if you saw someone you know get like hit by something and their body was like still operating but they weren't there anymore and they just died or I've something. seen you in that state oh yeah you have <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a funny story, actually. <laughs> Joey and I were skating, and you were up, like, if you imagine a, a, a skate spot with lots of levels, like stairs and stuff. I was on the lower level, and I was, lo- I was looking up at you, and you went to jump on this rail, and all I saw was you jump and then clip your toes or something and head plant into you didn't actually, disappearing. You, yeah, you, you just didn't actually you just head planted and and then disappeared be under the horizon. And then I I was like oh shit and I skated up and then I came up and your face was just bleeding like crazy <laughs> and you were on all fours just like. Doing the like look around. <laughs> I, I don't remember that part. I only and remember then, yeah. when you and Mason were undoing my skates and blood was falling into my hand. Yeah, we helped you up, and then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, you're like, What happened? Yeah. What the fuck happened? What what happened? And I was like, You fell on your face. <laughs> that that was uh, good though to remind me that there's a cool um, Atheists would get mad that I say design, but that's our bodies are designed, right? Does, is that offensive to atheists if I say design? Um, I think design can can well you're not design can mean designed by a person or designed by the, okay. the way things are set up. Nature. Designed by nature. Okay, designed, designed by, by nature. Yeah, we are desi- we're designed to survive to yeah. uh, to like edit out. The sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's just back up. You should never be afraid to to um, offend atheists. How good was the atheist bit on the marketer? <laughs> and fuck, I told my uh, boss that because the guy that I work with is an atheist, and sometimes he can be like a little bit intense. And I, Mark Maron did a really good job of like highlighting that. But when he said like, "You don't see any atheist soup kitchens," and he's like, "Even if there was, no one would want to go there. Like cause those yeah. guys would be so mean." And and like. Uh, the way I, I see it is being an atheist is as ridiculous as being a Christian. It's some ridiculous yeah, place, like, believing that there is no God. Like, what the fuck do you know? It's just as crazy as believing there is a God. Yeah. Actually, the other day I was upstairs and the, the doorbell rang and Carly went and answered it. And I guess it was like Jehovah Witness yeah. or Christians or something. Nice and then, and then I heard Carly like, oh no, sorry guys, I, I'm not interested. I'm an atheist. And that, that bugged me so much, and I was sitting there, like, she came back up, and then, like, like 10, 15 minutes later, I was just like... Oh, no, you shouldn't have. You're not actually an atheist, are you? <laughs> and she's like, no, that's no. just what I tell yeah. them so they don't like, come back. Yeah. And I was like, good, because, like, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't like you as much if you, <laughs> if you called yourself an atheist. Like, that's just, like, really, you're, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> I, I, I told the guy that I worked with, uh, I said that even the term is like it's it's a negative sounding term like i associate angry person with yeah. it a lot of the time i mean it, like it's there if you really like i don't i just don't know how you could really believe that there is no god what has been shown to yeah, you well, to give you that really strong belief like the the believing in a god i can i can understand where that comes from because maybe you were raised catholic yeah. or maybe like you had some kind of religious experience. Yeah. But being atheist is just being a pessimistic asshole. Like, I'm not saying there Both is a are, God. I don't know. Yeah. Both are just really extreme. So extreme. And the atheist one is just... I think you're just being a dick. Yeah. Really. There, what? I won't even be able to replicate... But it, Mark Maron, like, he highlighted a bunch of really good things when he talked about that. And it, he said that 
it was something about their personality more than them being an atheist. They and just can't really want to be right. Yeah, that it's like some kind of control the, thing. The story about about the atheist convincing the religious person that there is no God and and it's like the Christian like hopping down the street like, yeah, I've got the joy of Jesus oh, in my heart. Yeah. And the atheist like, there's no God. And the, the Jesus lover is like, you're right. And then the oh, atheist is like, yeah. <laughs> that was you. Were you apprehensive about that special? Because I know you're not. I totally wasn't apprehensive. I knew it would be good, and from the very beginning, I loved it, and I was sucked into it. It's a, like even it just the really stuff good. at the start, the way it was put together. Yeah, it was even it was like weird, uh, just like jump cuts, editing wise, where it would just like they would cut out part of his performance, and yeah, but it was still loose. Yeah, I loved, I loved the intro, how it just showed. Him and his friend. We're talking about Mark Maron's uh, special on Netflix. Thinky Pain. But yeah, him and his friend just talking yeah. in, in the back room, and then him like walking up onto the stage. Perfect. Like that's so exactly good. how I want to see. Okay, that's the the fascinating part of a comedian's job to me. And you can tell like, he was really nervous okay. too. Like yeah, it's so interesting. And then, like I didn't find it particularly funny. No. Like I wasn't like really laughing no. but, but the whole time I was like it's sucked to really I loved it yeah, yeah. It, whole, it was really good it was what I, I said in a text to you he almost took like everything that he's learned from podcasting and mixed it with what he's been doing with comedy and it's kind of like a different type of a special it didn't really count as a comedy special so much as it was like a guy sharing his entire life through stories that were half loose and half like some of the stuff he even just admitted to, like, he kept saying, we're going to work through this stuff or whatever, that he yeah. was just working out his own shit. On and it was, like, he's been doing comedies for, what, like, Long 20 years, time. 30 years? Yeah. And you, and you could just tell. You could tell how comfortable he was on that stage. Yeah. You could tell exactly at every moment, even when he was unsure what he was going to do next. Yeah. He was just so, like, he's been on that stage yeah. For so long, he's a wizard. He's a wizard, like, for sure. Yeah, it's cool to, also to, like... Like, I didn't know what he looked like, like how he appeared on camera for a long time, and I would listen to his podcast, and I was, like... I hit some of the... the What? The more self-indulgent side of him, when you can't see him on the podcast. I don't know, I wasn't... It was easy to make fun of his style of podcasting. Yeah. Because he's quite angry and everything. But when you actually get to see him on stage, it makes a little bit more sense. Like, you can imagine him in his garage podcasting. I don't know, there's something about that. Seeing the... You know, like, when you listen to the, the Rogan podcast, and you're listening to it, but you can't see the people, and you just have to Google what the person looks like? Do you do that? Yeah, yeah. I always do that. Well, I've actually gotten hooked on watching the YouTube version. Oh, really? So I can, like... And sometimes when something really interesting happens, I'll have to, like, go back and look at what, what their face about. looks like. Oh, on the video. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, if it's girl guess, every single... Or woman guess, I have to see every yeah. single time. You have to see. You have <laughs> yeah. to see. You just have to see. It's so interesting when there's girl guests. I watched uh, Ilsa... Ilsa Schlesinger, do you remember that podcast? The Jewish, like, blonde girl who was really obnoxious. She uh, brought a dog. I watched her, her special. Yeah, yeah. 
listening to watching female comedians, especially like a younger single woman like her, it's amazing insight into like your girlfriend or your wife. Totally. Whatever. Amazing. There was so much shit that made so much sense and I was like, this is like I'm getting like a secret like dossier or whatever, like a secret document handed to me. Oh yeah. There was just like so much stuff that rang true that that would never get admitted to me by a girl, but a comedian listening to a comedian. Because that that's really what good comedy is, is like being really honest yeah. about your deepest, darkest shit, the, the shit that people usually aren't honest about. And that's what really makes people laugh is when you say something that's like, holy fuck, that's so true. But I have been tucking it into the closet my whole life, yeah. and this person just said it on a fucking stage. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Yeah. I highly recommend that one. Nice. Because it, 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 it'll, yeah, it makes you under, something that can make you understand females more, and also like point out how dumb we are from their perspective, yeah. is amazing too. There was this one bit uh, about like, Oh, uh, give this guy a hand job or go home and eat french fries and like how much more she wanted to eat french fries and it's like when you think about that it's like yeah the french fries are the better choice from the female <laughs> for sure anyways well that was a black guy or a white guy yeah I don't know <laughs> I don't know it changes things Joey it does change dramatically things. so you watched the the new Alex Broskow I did edit Really good. The guy is really good at lighting. You know, I posted I, that was that's his best thing he's ever done. Like in my for me. Um, yeah, it might have been. It really might have. When been. you think of the Alex Broskow in KFC two, which why doesn't he go back to skating like that? And he, why don't Adam Johnson they got to release KFC four or KFC five like a black and white. And an Eminem song, and then like the baggy clothes and the TRS and everything. He's got to go back to that. Got to go back because like that was his best. He's got to do it twice. <laughs> <sighs> Don't even get me started. But you know when when we would have been watching like Alex Broskale footage in two thousand three or something, and it'd be like, imagine what Alex Broskale is gonna be like in. 2013 or like or imagine yeah. is gonna be like in 10 years that's totally that's that, what it that's was. what that edit was that it, it, I think a lot of things came together for him the skates really yeah like the that was the joke that I made when I posted it I was like yeah so if you take the skins off your ballos do you love because it was way better than anything he had ever done that really made me want to get those skates yeah I said that too those me. skates look good they really they're just so simple and minimalistic. Yeah. And I think with the intuition liners, like if you could fit into like a size, you could probably fit into a, a I don't know, have you heard the nine roses shell is really fucking small. Is it? But the newer intuition ones that, uh, well, I'll have to ask Leon. I hope they come out for Christmas. There's less foam in the toes because you know how when they're, they're new, the ones that you just got, there's quite the a liners. bit. The, they're squishier. There's thicker foam in the toe. Is there? Well, it's all the same. I haven't around. noticed that as a negative. No, because it forms, right? But the newer ones, there's even less foam. 
in the toe. So apparently, like if the spec ops is kind of a similar idea where you apparently can size down because we had to both skate tens in roses, which I found once they were broken in. They still Did we felt, skate tens? Yeah, yeah. So and they were they fit they pretty were, good. They they, they, they were fit good. They just felt a little bit too long for my feet. I remember. Mm. Yeah. The Intuition liners are great, but I've noticed that they're so thin um, on the upper part, like oh. above the ankle, and it's a good thing. That's a good thing, but it seems like all the like all the skates are designed for a little bit of a fatter liner up top. So it, it's kind of a. Well, have you inspected the new Intuition liners that are coming out? Uh, They've no. added a power wrap. Have they? And that is. Uh, thicker, denser Ooh. foam that wraps around the bottom of the ankle and around the back. Are these the Intuition liners that are produced by Shop Task coming out soon? We, uh, he's going to try and get them out for Christmas. For Can I week. find an online link telling me more information about these uh, liners? I think presenting the skate liner. Look at, let's see. Or, uh, do we want to look up things right now? We can look up things. Just look up Whoa, look at that skate. You know what I thought that was on the Chris Farmer skate? I thought they were uh, question marks. I thought it was like the Riddler pro skate. <laughs> the... We won't talk about Okay, uh, intuition skate liner. Intuition skate liner. And then the YouTube link should come right up. Yep. There it is. A closer uh, look. Preview of the new skate liner from Intuition. Uh, click on videos up there. And then there's one. So, like, are we going to watch this video? No. No, we're what not going <laughs> What are we doing here? Click images. Images, okay. Oh, the Intuition Skate Liner. We've clicked on images. Google is loading. This is the bo boring part. Oh, there is no picture of it. Um, I saw the... Oh, oh, click on that one. Click on this one. This one. Yeah. And then visit the page. Oh. We're not going to have to watch the whole video. Oh, if you look up, it's called Work in Progress on the Shop Task uh, YouTube account. The video okay. is called Work in Progress. It got posted on uh, the BMAG board, is the link that we're looking at, and it got posted on Roller News. Anyways, what you're saying, that was, uh, that was a big thing for Leon and for me and for everyone who tried the liner. And it was actually Josh Silver's idea to, um, it's Velcro. So, you can get different thicknesses depending on what boot you're skating. So, oh, nice. so boot, it fits to the boot. Yeah, so nice. if you have a boot that's needs to be a little bit tighter, you can get thicker foam or cool. Yeah. Cause my my complaint was more about the, the boot and and other liners. It's like the way intuition liners are is the way that liners should be. You know, oh like they're they're, they're so thin, thin yeah. and minimal yeah. and they they're, they're as thick as they have to be. Mm -hmm. They're no thicker than they... Like a lot of liners, it's like, okay, we want to make a really comfortable liner, so we're yeah. going to make it really thick, and we're going to add all this extra shit. And sometimes that does... It makes it more comfortable. Yeah. But you're creating all that bulk 
and yeah. the boot has to reflect that bulk that it's creating. The, the liner should be... The, that's why the Intuition foam is so brilliant. The Spec Ops too, apparently, that was the one... Remember Josh had those, like, uh, Ellie's M12s? The Spec Ops liner for Dallas's Stag, and he was skating really good in them? Spe- yeah, Spec Ops. It's, it's the same idea as the Intuition liner, it's the Trust liner, and that tech... I've heard from a lot of people that you can size down to the 9... M12. So if you can't wait, and if you really want to get that V13 boot, you could get a Spec Ops liner. You know what troubles me, Joey? What? It troubles me that we're even talking about like getting like this liner that's made, and then you can you can put it into these boots. It should Shouldn't be the liner should be... be that good to begin with. Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm just saying that like this uh, like a skate company should be making all of this shit. Like, the skate company should be making the liner and the boot, like, the whole thing to work together. together. Yeah. In, instead of, like, all these different, like, companies that are making all these parts, it should be one company that makes the, the liner Every, and the boot, yeah. and, and, and it works with a frame, and it works with, like, the whole thing. Yeah. The Seba liners, I didn't even use... They're pretty, they're good. I didn't even they're use mine good. when I got them. I used good. my REMS liners for the first little bit, and I really liked the way they felt. There was too much movement in the toe, though, because of the neoprene, but I, your liner was better, though, because it was thinner. I had, yeah. like, this puffy... My only complaint was that my toes really hurt on in that certain liner. jumps in the oh. liner, and then when I got the Intuition liner, it took that away. But you don't want any foot pain. You no. want to be able to jump really high and land really hard, or do anything land really hard if you want <laughs> oh you mean just stomp as an extreme circumstance yeah. Joey yeah you wanna you wanna be able to like really get buck wild without feeling any pain yeah that's true <laughs> and uh just like in life <laughs> yeah but good luck with that good luck with that fuck but with inline skates that should be the goal get buck wild without feeling any pain it's a great slogan for a skate company <laughs> all the buck wildness all the buck wildness none of the pain unless what? you totally fuck up and break your fucking leg oh. that was ah, the worst ah, break your ah, fucking ah, leg ah, <laughs> that kid that broke his leg yeah have we told that? Yeah, I think we've I don't think told so. That have we? No, I don't think so. Oh. I've never heard of it. He broke... What's the big bone? I wasn't there. Were you there? Yes. What's the okay, big so, bone? Okay, so... Okay, so... Back up. Okay, there, there was a... This, this was like, like... 10 years ago? 12 oh. years ago? A kid got stoked on blading? Yeah. He How saw one of them. He saw, like, Cirque du Soleil oh, or something. Oh, shit. My dad had taught him years prior or something. He was in high school now. And he got, he like got some barbed Just got skates juiced on skating. Juiced. <laughs> and uh, was at Aberdeen Village parking lot, which is super fun in the summertime when that empty, like warm summer night, there's lots of like little dumb uh, yellow ledges to grind and little gaps to do. There's that gap right by where you worked, um, movie gallery. And it's like a road, downhill. the road comes in and you have to do it from a curve. <laughs> And it was like a longer jump or whatever. So you, one of the reasons I don't do gaps is because I don't, I can't break things down, you know. And this is one where you would really have to think about, okay, I'm going on a on a, 
on a slope and a turn, and I'm going to have to turn sharp. But while I'm turning sharp, I need to turn wide enough to, like, to... I think regardless turn. of your skill level, it's a pretty sketchy gap. Yeah. In the <laughs> Sebas, it's a lot more possible in a skate like that now. And yeah. you're not worrying about grabs or anything. If you were just jamming down the street and you were going fast and you had to... Yeah. You still have to jump, though. That's the thing. Because I think there's a curb. So. It's a hop-hop, isn't it, though? Like, don't you have to jump up onto the sidewalk? Or unless you're on the sidewalk, he, which no, is a he, tighter No, car. he was, like, coming in from the road or whatever. And, so it was uh, a hop-hop. Uh, yeah. Oh, he, shit. Either way, it was an advanced <laughs> maneuver. And uh, he broke. He... When you try and jump a gap and one leg, especially if you're new to skating, to know that you have to jump with like both your feet at the same time and you have to kind of like get them over oh God. for length you got, and you gotta work gap. your way up to that shit yeah and he oh, was the classic like one leg went forward and <gasps> one leg got caught and since he was so new some of those falls when you're new cause there's that guy who yeah. sold your skates to or whatever who broke his leg the first day he, like at the Camloops Park or whatever too like this is common people get fucked up when they try they to do rollerblading so he ended up breaking his the fall looked bad but it's like it, it was the way that he twisted or something and is it your femur this one the big one the big he broke Ooh. the big one and that's the one where you're out for an extended period of time and it's like these the, one of those situations where like I can't remember. So you were there. Yeah, and there was a, I can't remember who else was there, but like we had to call an ambulance or whatever. And uh Like the people at I swear, back then. I swear I remember one part where like before he got carried off in the ambulance, like giving him five and I was like, Thanks, Joey, or something like that. <laughs> Gave me five and clasped onto my hand like straight out of a movie. <laughs> Scary movie. <laughs> Oh man! I man, when you break your fucking <laughs> yeah. So you sold your deshies or something? Was it deshies or you sold a pair of skates? To Is that the, and he, that weird guy yeah. who like bikes there all the time? Is that guy still around? I think so. Oh, I swear. Did I sell my skates and he broke his... Yeah, he broke his leg. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, so it's common. Stacey it was like, like, like a couple years later and we're like, hey, we haven't seen you around for a while. He's like, yeah. And he was one of those guys that no matter what he's saying, he has a big smile on his face. Yeah, I, I, I broke my leg when I was skating. <sighs> what is that about rollerblading that attracts some bizarre personalities? Um... What is it? Yeah. Well, you, you genuinely have to be pretty stoked on it to actually want to do it. And you yeah. almost have to be unaware of the social uh, stigma about mm-hmm. rollerblading. Oh, I was going to ask so you. What weirdo is like less subject to the pressure of, of social conditions. Is that Roscoe edit just impressive for us who know the activity? Or do you think That's if, a that, good question. if that got... Uh, posted somewhere like on a website where lots of people go to just for cool videos would that be impressive because I swear it's I don't know if I've just been in it for too long but I swear that felt like something that you could show but I'm not sure at the same time you know why you're not sure because 
there have been things, a lot of things that have come out that have been like, whoa, like this human being, the movements that they're doing on this architecture yeah. is universally impressive. Yeah. But then, like, you have experiences where people just aren't impressed by it. I think it's, so it makes you question that, like... I think it's... Jeez, like... Uh, so, to answer your question, I don't know. I think... Okay. Because I've thought that in the past, and it wasn't true. So... Okay. I think uh, it's what I've said before, now that I asked you that, that um, it looks easy. Yeah, well, yeah, Roscoe makes, he it, makes look it look so fucking easy. He makes it look like, like, uh, if you or I get a pair of M12s or whatever, and we go out skating, like, we're both gonna suck, kind of, for the first little bit. I mean, yeah. we'll end up doing our own version of skating. We'll That's get lucky very a couple times. Roscoe, but when you watch yeah. that, you want to get M12s and you want to do, like, really light-footed grinds and, like, I don't know, there was just something about that edit specifically where I swear he was at a new place. Well, yeah, he's the most mature he's ever been. Did you even watch, like, after the edit, there was, like, those two tricks. There was, like, the wall ride to the rail with the dink. Did you yeah. watch those? Yeah. It was fucking amazing. Like, he rode up the wall to topsail, and then he popped off the dink, but 180 off the opposite way. Like, he 180 off. He was so in control that he came off like kind of that revert way. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? It like it really seems like Alex Roscoe can do exactly what he envisions. Like he can he can go to something, look at it, and maybe warm up a little bit, and then really say, okay, I'm gonna like even that that shifty that he did over oh, that gap to forwards. Like don't. it was just a straight gap. But like he came up with that movement in his head and he executed it with such perfection that it was like something new. Even though he all he did was jump the thing, yeah. it was like he he purposely like tricked people like, oh it's gonna Everybody be a 180. Everybody thought it was gonna be a 180. It's gonna be a 180. And he has such control over his body, like that dude is a ninja and a half yeah plus a couple of ninjas Garrett made a really good point that uh, a lot of the best styles were hockey players it's true yeah hockey is such a good way to learn how to skate yeah that's I posted that on the video are there any roller hockey leagues in Kamloops roller hockey's dead nobody. is it nobody I was I was skating around the driveway today yeah I had a great solo sesh just in the garage, and yeah. I was like, man, like, I want to, I, I, I was sweeping up some leaves with the broom. Yeah. It felt good to hold a stick. I felt pretty yeah. manly skating around with a stick. Yeah. And I was like, I want to play roller hockey. Like, yeah. this, I, I'd be, I'd be pretty good, because I can skate, I can play some ball hockey, yeah. combine the two, let's, let's, let's Roller jump. hockey is fucking fun. Guess what happened? No one wants to play roller hockey. No. Because you know what? <laughs> what? Fuck! Isn't that stupid? Can, you can almost... Could you go faster if it... Like, if roller hockey was really pushed... Yeah. Um, and it became, like, as big as the NHL. Yeah. Like, the, the technology that people would use would really get pushed, like... And, and it would... You could oh. almost go faster than hockey players on ice. Couldn't you? No, no. No? No. There's really? something about, uh, 
Well, that would be that would be an interesting experiment, but like a metal blade on like a hard ice surface. It's pretty amazing how like fast within four or five strides. How really? How yeah, yeah. If you ever watch like a skills competition, um, roller hockey was different too because of the speed changes. Not everybody could do like a hockey stop or whatever. So it was a different yeah. type of a game because if you fucked up, you had to carve sometimes, and that's. It had a different feel than hockey, but it was still pretty close. Right. Yeah, it's um, like, it's, it's, oh man, fuck, ice skating is so different than rollerblading. I mean, it's similar, it but it's so different. Like, it feels it's, so different. It's fat. If you ever watch, um, I think I posted it one time, the Hawaii Ice Palace game, the gang or whatever, did I send that to you? There's a group of people in Hawaii who, they're not hockey players, and they love ice skating, but they're not figure skaters. And uh, there's this one thing, there's one guy that's like the best out of their crew. <laughs> he's able to do full fucking speed turns um, where he's so low to, like, he's super low to the ground. We should watch it. Uh, I want to grab a. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Here. I gotta and, pee. And we'll let's take a break. Okay. We're gonna watch this Hawaiian. You uh, have to see because ninja. what you said about like rollerblades aren't as fast and as maneuverable as ice hockey skates yet. Wow. And that's why in figure skating you can do like a fucking fakey the power transfer in an ice skate. Yeah, like they can do. What do they do? Like fakey fourteen hundreds on. They do platform? four. So. Four quadruple, spins. so it's fourteen forty. Yeah, fakey fourteen forties. Elvis Stoika was the what? first because he was this the most on flat. Yeah, we can watch that too. Jesus, we'll watch we'll watch that and then we'll come back. So, we'll leave you with this thought: Could rollerblading technology ever be that good where it matches the speed and the agility of ice skates. Don't answer. <laughs> we'll be right back. Start. Okay, so I can, you were asking, Ken, is that Alex Broskow section universally impressive? Could you show that to someone and then be blown away? And my answer is like, we just watched that Elvis Stoko, Elvis Stoiko run. Yeah. And the Hawaii Ice Palace game. You, you, you might think, holy shit, like, you could show that to anyone and it, it, they would be stoked on it. It would be universally appealing. But the quad no, triple, right? The quad triple, the whole run, his whole persona, yeah, everything. But no, it's figure skating. There's an entire movie with Will Ferrell and, and John Hedder from Napoleon Dynamite mocking figure skating yeah and it's like that was incredible so okay we watched uh, the Hawaiian Hawaii crew. Ice Palace game. Hawaii Ice Palace if you look that up on YouTube yeah and, and yeah it clearly demonstrates the <laughs> advantage the advantages of ice skates that are in lines yeah they're doing stuff that hasn't been done in figure skating or rollerblading and it looks like an extension of break dancing it looks but it's own incredible. thing. It's its own thing, too. Yeah. And it's so weird that it came out of Hawaii. Yeah. Then they have these ice palaces. 
the palace of ice. Naturally good style. Oh, the Hawaiians, they got good style. They can't go wrong. They do anything. They sing, they surf, surf, whatever they do, they hang got good loose. style. Yeah, hang loose. Just do nothing. Like guitar. Damn. Yeah. I want to be that guy in shirts. shorts. I gotta say, Richie Eisler, how he, how he like exclusively does like the Hawaiian type shirts now, is That's really good. good. Did you watch that newer edit? With them. Oh my god, that Barcelona? Yeah. That, that spot? Did you see that spot? Yeah. That was the that spot. That was the spot. Looked incredible. In like uh, in a Solomon commercial back in the day, Aaron Fire. Yeah, it was in focus like, a whole bunch. Sweat danced off of that one rail. And I remember it being in like Daily Bread and stuff too. Yeah. Didn't. Wasn't it in. Uh, was it focused? Feinberg grind the one rail and then rolled on the slanty ledge and grinded the other rail. Oh yeah, he did his hammer the what Sizemore and Luda. Yeah. Hit up that Matt Luda trick was fucking crazy too. What did Matt Luda do? I he remember rolled when... the entire ledge and then gapped the was down that Matt Luda flat into the little that, corner and over, over the that corner. rail. Yeah. That was incredible. Yeah. That was really incredible because. It was so precise where he had to jump to either, okay, if he went too short, he would fucking clip his toes on that rail and die, or he, if he went too far, he would clear all the way to that flat. Like, that was really There is something sick. about, like, the feel of that session that there was all of those people, like, it, it makes you understand the idea of, like, collectives of artists that need to get together to work on totally. shit, because crazy yeah. stuff happens. Yeah. Like, that wouldn't have happened if it was just a filmer and a skater going out. The fact that all of those guys were together. It was, it was like, a, like, yeah, like a comp energy where there were yeah. so many good skaters at one spot. And yeah. maybe, like, people started going off. Maybe a few people weren't feeling it, and then they just got stoked. Like, look at this spot. Look at these all these people. Yeah, that was, was really cool. That was really the, cool. The way it was put together and everything, I don't know. It was I was pleasantly surprised at... Uh, you know, like on the weekend, you'll just watch like a couple edits or whatever. Yeah. It was. It was above. It exceeded beyond. your expectations. It, did. it really did. It was. And it was a good edit. It was a good edit. Really good. I was thinking about. It. I also really liked. Um, I liked the Jacob Jewel edit. If you watch that one, the guy who made Trademont. Or did, he, did Jacob Jewel make Trademont? No, no, no. The guy who oh, made that made video it. made the Jacob Jewel edit. Yeah. He Jacob just, Jewel is really sick. He is really sick. He's re- yeah. Is he older? I get I like an so. older vibe from him. I think Whether so. or not he's he is older, like his skating is very mature. It's a, like a very classic, yeah. aggressive skating, but like done really. You can tell he's just been doing it for a yeah. really long Where's time. Where's he from? Denmark? I don't know. Something about, like, uh, Dominique Wagner's from Denmark. One of my favorite, like, uh, manual. One of, like, my favorite musicians for, like, electronic music is from Denmark. There's, like, there's something about the Danish people. And his accent in Trademont, you and Brian talked about it. Dominique Wagner's, like, his voice, his accent, it sounded like you wouldn't expect him to sound like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? When he's talking, it shows, like, Dominique Wagner skating down the street and you're like is that him talking do you know that part um vaguely remember leon was really into that video 
<laughs> for a short period of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. People do that all the time where there's, yeah. He was really into that video for like a week and then you never. It was guarantee, right? It was a money back guarantee on that video. I know, I didn't t- take him up on the guarantee. He said, like, buy this video, if you don't like it, money back. And I. <laughs> it, I never watched it again. I never watched it again. It had some really good parts. Yeah. It had some really, yeah. really good parts, and I might still watch it again I think at some point. I really think the full length video was just dying in general. It was, yeah, oh, totally. Like, to do like an hour long rollerblading video, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. Come on. The last video. It's gotta be compact. What's what, the what's sound? Oh, uh, it's Facebook. It's on this? this one. Oh, shit. That's okay. Is, it, is there a Facebook happening on this shit? Yeah. If you just close the window. Oh, shit. Close that shit. It's fine. Quit you. Um, what was I gonna say about it? We were talking. Yeah, the full length videos are just dying anyway. I think even the length of, of the last video that we made was pushing it. Um, it's, it was a good length though. 25, 20 to 25 minutes is pretty good. It's almost like, okay, okay, okay. Or, or, okay. You, okay you, you. Is, it, is it smarter to release that video as a whole video or is it smarter to release each section? No, a whole video still. Yeah, okay, and then but, it, but each one has a valid... I would argument. say release the whole video first. It's up to the, the people for the first couple weeks or months or whatever. If they want to sit down and have an experience where they watch the whole thing, that's how it's available to be digested. It's also cool because yeah. you can download it, play it on Apple TV or on your iPad or whatever. Um, and then I... <laughs> <laughs> that sounded really stupid. <laughs> You can watch it on any device, yeah. whatever you're using, even Android. You know how fucked up that was? I said two Apple devices. Apple devices. I said, I said, Apple TV or iPad. How have these goddamn devices taken over <laughs> fucking lives? Jesus. So okay. We need to be creating content for these devices so that people have something to watch. Content. Uh, but yeah breaking everything into smaller pieces I think eventually all of the sections from all the videos that we've ever done will eventually just be broken into pieces and that's the best way to put stuff up but the full video should be there too yeah like yeah the full video is still so important but it needs to be re like when you're making a full video yeah you have to compact that shit as like it can, like if you're making a forty-minute video, or you make, it better be good from beginning to end and constantly be like surprising the viewer. Or you make like, wacky to mode. take forty minutes of their time. You make two over forty <laughs> really minute videos. I stand behind. Me too. Me too. I think they're gonna age really well. I think. Well, fuck. Those are the, the let's, not talk, talk, okay. let's <laughs> not talk about that. <laughs> we, we're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna talk about that. Don't talk about ourselves. That's good yeah, yeah. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just snort? I, I catch myself doing that once in a while. 
You have to go to that, uh, the comedians next time. Yeah, yeah. And see. Yeah. I really want to see. You should. We should, uh... I really want to perform. Even if it's terrible, I just, I have a so, feeling need to just go up. That's, a, that's amazing. You did five minutes, hey? Yeah. Or was it less than that? Yeah, five minutes. How bad, like, how bad do you think you did? You'd have to ask the people in the really? crowd. It was really difficult for me to excel in yeah. this environment. Oh, okay. I could, like, the lighting... It was really bright? I couldn't see anybody. Really? I actually could not see anybody. Was that good or bad? It was horrible. Oh, okay. Because I thrive off of, like, yeah. the, the energy of yeah, the room. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I, yeah. Like, I need that. And so for me, it was like, there was, like, a bright light shining in my face yeah. and I just I actually could not see anybody um, <laughs> that that's weird I remember the first time like in in uh, drama <laughs> drama <laughs> in drama <laughs> drama drama class when that happened, when the lights are really bright and you can't see anybody that does make a big difference when you can't see the people you're talking to you need to connect it's it, it's like a podcast yeah it's, it's like exactly. a solo podcast yeah. which is fucking weird like it, if if you if, when you were doing a, if you're doing a solo podcast but you could see the people that are listening whoa the energy totally shifts yeah. and you, and it would come it would be completely different yeah that, that's interesting what is that about that's like a you would play up to how everyone is feeling or how you are judging their reactions. Yeah, like, well, there's that. Yeah, you yeah. can you can see people's reactions and you can play with that. Did you write butt into that hat or? Yeah. You did? Yeah. So you got a hat. Where'd you get the hello my name is? Walmart. And then you can just write whatever you want into it? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> Was it Bud because of beer, or you just wanted Bud? I just thought Bud was, like, a really funny name. <laughs> you know, like, because I got that picture sent to me of you with the mic, and you were wearing that hat. I did really like the hat, but didn't comment on it right away. It's like, sometimes you have to ask people, like, where'd you get that hat? And then I just figured out, because I was a little bit closer, I could see that I think it, that it looks like felt now. But it looks like you may have bought it, like, that you got the hat with the Budweiser. Yeah, the, the felt looks really good. Like, yeah. the writing looks really good. Yeah. I didn't, I, I just wrote it, uh, Bud, and it just turned out to be really clean, black, like, almost it could be it's a computer. Wow, trucker hats look stupid on me. So is that your baseball background, where you're able to rock them and they just work for you? Like, because I know uh, girlfriends and wives are very picky about what clothing goes on their man and Carly, yeah. does she like the, the, the um, trucker hat? How did she feel about it? I think it's mixed emotions. The fact that she's she's letting me wear it. So <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot. I do like, ever get those like uh, <laughs> I'm uh, allowed to do this? Okay. Like uh, where Carly will be like really honest about something that you're wearing that's like not good. Always, it's so. Oh, she doesn't funny. go back. That's at all. it's built into. It's like a thing built into girls. Yeah. With their boyfriends or whatever, like they, there's like certain pieces of clothing that just, we just not working. Yeah, we were at Walmart, and uh, <laughs> it's always fucking Walmart, 
Uh, that place in Kamloops, where do those people crazy. come from? No shit. And what is the average weight? Anyways. People are fuck. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, th- there was like this, this black Dickies jacket. <laughs> I was like, dang. <laughs> this, is, this looks pretty good, like a bomber style uh, Dickies jacket, like, like puffy. A little bit puffy, not not super puffy, but like the the Dickies kind of man texture. I was like, this this is oh, okay. pretty nice. Like, but but like a thicker oh, is kind it of where it's like, jacket where it's like has the cross stitches. Yeah, and, it's and like, I was like, shit, yeah. this looks pretty nice. Yeah, and I put it on, and I was like, for chopping firewood or something, right? Yeah, like damn, I look like a man in this. Like yeah. Carly will really like this. Like I look rugged. You yeah. Know? And I ran into a, an old friend, and I was talking to him for a while, and then I was still wearing the jacket the whole time I was talking to him. And then I walked over to Carly, and she ran into some girlfriends that she knew, both like with with carts at Walmart. And I walked up wearing the jacket. Did you have the hat on too? I didn't. <laughs> oh, that would have been a good combo. I walked up wearing the jacket, thinking like, "Yeah, I look good." I'm just, I just walk up, and Carly's like. What the fuck is that jacket? Like, take that off. No. Like, no. And the girls are like, I do that to my husband all the time, too. Yeah. yeah. That's it's like a girl thing for them yeah. to be like, no. They're just looking out for us, I guess. Yeah. They are look. It's love. But when guys... But it's also like... When guys get together, we love to wear dumb shit, too. Yeah. And not be judged for it. In fact, we like to be encouraged. I love wearing dumb, dumb shit. shit. I think... It's, like, it's, it's almost like we like wearing dumb shit because we want to be dumb. Mm. We want to like be really silly. I was, and then that was like almost like this hat. Like when I wear this hat, it's like, yes, like I can just be like a silly, but I want to be a goof. No, but it suits, the hat suits you and it's good that it has a joke on it too. And you could so easily be a bud if you wanted. I like the name bud. You could be bud. But uh, the jacket would If I had a son and, and my wife let me, I would name my son Bud. It's such a good name. Bud is really Bud. good. Is it? That was the name of the kid on Married with Children, right? Bud? Was it Bud? I think it was Bud. Oh, uh, I, I couldn't figure out the lady on Sons of Anarchy. I could not figure out why I recognized her and then it all clicked. She was yeah. like... Man, she does the MILF thing. So like, She is good. so hot in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Her voice. <laughs> yeah. And, like, she always has the most badass, like, the leather jacket and stuff. Yeah. She was fucking hot on Mary with Children. Yeah, she was. Like. <laughs> she was. Yeah. That fucking show. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say about Halloween. Um, it's really interesting that people love, love wearing costumes. And getting dressed yeah. up, but then they keep it pretty simple. Every although fashion, it could be argued that fashion has gotten ridiculous over the years. That some things that I've said could have been considered Halloween costumes in the early two thousands is like regular fashion now, especially on the female side of things. But I was I thought it's interesting that people sometimes dress as like an extension of some part of their personality or whatever. Like, you know how there's guys who refuse to wear dorky costumes? They only want to wear costumes that make them look cooler, like 
like the general or the cowboy or like some kind of a uniform, like a mobster or a gangster, like they can only wear the cool costumes. And it goes with the girls that can only wear like the sexy costumes. But there's something about like wearing ridiculous costumes too. Yeah. Like I had a fun time. I, I, well, I totally understood why people start cults because I had a Jesus robe on yesterday. That was good. And, and I just felt like, uh, like, man, I could wear this more I Like, I could yeah. just wear Jesus robes and do random things just as an experiment. Totally. It would be so funny to wear that Jesus Halloween costume and just walk along the beach, like, in the summertime by myself. The, like, <laughs> what you... People, like, people sometimes think, like, what you wear is this, like, frivolous, like, thing that, like, doesn't matter, but what you wear makes you it makes you feel a certain way and it makes you act a certain way oh yeah it's uh, and when you skate like it makes you skate a certain way like if you wear certain things like it can make you skate badly yeah or it can it can bring out it can free you almost like some days like if i if you wear something sort of silly like something that you're you're at home and you're like oh man can i pull this shit off like oh this like bright red shirt yeah, or whatever yeah yeah and you're like okay fuck it i'm just gonna own it and then you get out there and it just feels right yeah. it can really have accentuate um this is like from the euphoria emporium remember when we ran into uh ian mclaren and they yeah. were filming at ubc and it's in mushroom lane four or whatever they had yeah. all the co- he just had like a he just had like a duffel bag full of costumes and stuff. And then that's, I copied that for your stag. Like I brought a suitcase full of like masks and costumes and stuff. It was amazing how much was like this. And there was chalk or whatever to write on shit. It's amazing like those, having a suitcase full of stuff that can like enhance the environment. That it was, it was amazing. Like, you know, you'd put on the robe. There was that one, like, robe or whatever. You could put yeah. that on and it would make you skate differently. There was, like, the jean vest and the <laughs> leather vest and the mask and stuff. All those options. Yeah, having yeah. options for, like, you're out skating, but you can still put on different shit. I'm surprised that that isn't more common to, like, do wardrobe change totally. throughout the day. It'd be great. Yeah, it'd be great to just, always, just, just have a box of shit in your car. And when you go skating, there's always just, like, different clothes, different objects. That's where, uh, did you go to the Halloween store um, at Sahali Mall? Halloween Alley? No. That it was way bigger than last year. They fucking had the, the options for Halloween costumes. You're going to have to sink in, like, 60 to 80 bucks or whatever. And some of them are shitty, but... If you wanted to just like invest in an amazing costume trunk, you would just go to that store and blow a bunch of money. That's why I think it's okay to like spend a little bit on a Halloween costume because eventually when your kids are grown up, at the McGarry house, we had like a, a weird, a we had like a closet of like weird dress up shit and we ended up using it all the time. It's a good yeah. investment to have like, like if that was just full of costumes right now, you wouldn't use it all the time, but you would be stoked. There would be times that it would come up, like, you know, for high school projects and stuff. There was always times to tap into the costume. Oh, for sure. And we still got it at the McGarry house. I, I haven't gone through it yet. I think that suitcase that I packed for the stag is still packed exactly the same. 
And it should be a fun. You should add to it too. Yeah. Because what it, so it's how they say, uh, like if you're filming a movie, if you were in a costume and you were in an environment that had both had some novelty factor, that you'd be like halfway there to becoming the some kind of a character or something. It's like well, those are it's, it's sometimes the right prop makes it so much yeah. easier for the person to, to act to play their part. Like it's like you brought it up on the last podcast that that monologue I did in my uh, Park Killers section. Oh, it was just that. Yeah, it was just the hat. Just put it the hat. Just sideways. I put on the hat, and it was just natural for yeah. me to become that character. Yeah. And that can that can you that have, can happen for anybody. Yeah. The right prop just brings it out. You had another really good one where it was because you were you were hurt or something, and you were out skating, and uh, <laughs> you're like. You're Todd's brother. You were playing <laughs> Todd's brother, and the way that you said the line, you know, honestly, I'm not too into the blading, but whatever he wants to do, you know. <laughs> and the way that you said it was so perfect, and there was, it wasn't that you had a prop that day, but it was that you weren't skating, so you were able to like translate that emotion into like, like an objective person that had just been hanging out, like you're just kind of a friend yeah. that was out skating, like. Honestly, yeah, because we've all heard that before. Like, but whatever people love, what the fuck is that about? People love saying what they are and what they're not into. People yeah. love saying that. People love to yeah be not into shit. And that's where you just want to pull out. Well, we're all gonna die someday, so yeah. it's not gonna matter in the grand scheme of like, things. What do you do, buddy? What do you do? You work a shitty job. That's it. You don't put out nothing, but you don't like what I do. You know what would sell get fucked really well in Kamloops? I don't know if I've told you this idea. It's a really big fucking truck. It's huge. And you, <laughs> your other, your truck goes into the truck. Into side of that truck. Holy and shit. then in that truck, you put your dirt bikes and your snowmobiles. Jesus. Yeah. So you got a truck in your truck. Yeah. I think it would sell really well in terms that of would, it just it would be a, you wouldn't be a higher market item. Yeah, but I think there would be some people who would work an extra little bit just so they could have the truck inside a truck. Yeah, and like well, drive around like being really pissed off. You could get a long version where you could have a truck with a boat behind it, like it was a long truck, and you would drive your truck up. Onto with your boat. boat? No, no, it's a truck and a boat that fits into On the truck. truck. And then you could have dirt bikes in the back of the truck and have a boat attached to it. Holy with shit. With a big truck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can go anywhere. Fuck. How, uh, like, affordability-wise? <laughs> I was thinking about this. There's, like, it's really standard in this town to have snowmobiles and dirt bikes in a truck. And a boat, and like a cocaine habit, and a house, and uh, I don't. How do you keep up financially with all that? Not only that, but just maintenance-wise, how do you have the time to do all this shit? So, am I? Is that do people actually use this stuff a lot, or do they just have it to keep them happy for that little bit of time? There's a lot of buying shit and letting it sit in the shed for like 12 years 
there's so much of that that's shit. fucking so crazy because you know even my the last pair of hockey skates that I bought was like a big investment and I haven't used them as much as I wanted to and that was a small investment compared to if I bought like a snowmobile or something <laughs> and yeah. I have to like get that shit into the back of the truck and you have to drive somewhere and you have to have the time off to do it yeah like, no, it's like yeah. think of how it's a lot of effort I get depressed if I think about like if like if I if I make a purchase that's like a couple hundred and then I don't really make use of it, it hurts. that depresses yeah. me like it hurts like a lot. that one day I was like stoked on doing this and, and then I lost interest and I sunk like a, like a couple hundred. But then there's dudes that will spend like ten, twelve thousand on like a dirt bike or yeah, a snowmobile. What? And they'll use it like once. Man, yeah. Have you noticed the uh, the redneckness of Kamloops at all mm. since moving here? I don't really get out that much. Like, have you gone to? And it's not a bad thing at all because it's not. I'm not separating myself. It's just. It's like a cultural thing here in Kamloops where, it's still kind of what we want. Uh, communities in bloom again. Hey. What's communities in bloom? Um. <laughs> I just saw a tweet Is that like a, a uh, contest of maybe. communities that's run by people in Kamloops? And no, Kamloops no, no, no. Interna- it's an international award. Really? So it's like communities that are well, blooming. Yeah, blooming, doing good shit. And there was just a tweet from Mayor Millibar that <laughs> said we won it. We've won it some other years, but I don't think we've won it for a while. Really? So that's exciting. Kamloops is a great, it's, it's it an is awesome a great place. community. It really is. We fucking have everything except for surfing, pretty much, is what I yeah, always yeah. say. It's what a, it's a really great place to live. I went to that uh, tech, there was a tech meetup at Noble Pig. Oh, Tech Brew? Yeah, went Tech Brew. Yeah. And it was, I expected it to be really small. Yeah. There were quite a few people yeah. there. There's a lot of interesting things going on. Uh, locally here in Kamloops. Yeah, the yeah, that I've been to one of those. Not only that, but Noble Pig beer. You drink one of those, and you feel like you drank three or four. I don't know what that is about that beer, but yeah, I have a few. Yeah, yeah. I get extra. I I drink two uh, IPAs sometimes from that place. Like if I go right and listen to music, I swear I'll be hungover. I don't know if that's like the sugar or preservatives or whatever in the beer, but I love that fucking There's some beer. nice strong beers, yeah. There's the like IPA is great. If you want to get buzzed quickly, just like, you know, how I've said before, when we go out skating, we want to drink beer. You want to drink like an 8%. Yeah. Something that you can drink quickly that gets you the buzz that doesn't make you feel too full. Yeah. Um, Less input, more alcohol. We actually haven't talked about this before, but... Fax and Golden Drac are probably the two most drank in the past. Yeah, many um, years. Uh, not Holgarden. Uh, what's Holstein? What's Hol- Holstein. That one's. There's lighter. one that's like it's it's eight percent. Really? Yeah. Fax is probably my favorite. Still. Fax is good. Eight eight. It's eight percent. Yeah. Fax yeah. is really good. So you went. And it's got a Viking. Does on it the, on the can? Does it? Yeah. It's a strong beer. But it is really good though. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Is that empty? I'm tired of taking a little break. We need like a person that just is there, like, yeah, can you grab us a couple more? Yeah, I'll have one more. Yeah. Alright, we'll do it up. What are we at for time here? 
Oh wait, do I hit play? This is bone zone. It plays this all the time. Is that because uh, it just keeps spinning? Oh, it's all good. People are gonna People hear can us. People wait. We're we're trying to stream a song oh. for y'all. When there's a party at the start of a song, you know it's good. It's the best song ever. This is how we do it. And that's like, this is really a great, great message for a song. Like, yeah. This is how we do it. This is how, this is, it's so basic and it's so like. And you can, you can also, you can take your group of friends and place how you do it into the song. Exactly. When the song's playing. Because like, everybody has. multiple ways of doing it and they'll hear the song and they're like, yes, this is how we do it. Yeah. Yeah. How you do it is infinite. This is how we do This is how we do it. <laughs> Designate I swear the line was designated driver take the keys to my truck. This is how we do it. <laughs> Damn he's smart. Montel. Montel Jordan. I was thinking about because uh, I was watching Spammy Andy videos today because yeah. I saw that picture. And uh, there's a cool documentary uh, produced by Vancouver Film School on him. Really? Just a short one, but yeah. there was uh, there was one Toronto hit or something new playing. I got the power on his boombox. That fucking song's and like another '90s song that's just so awesome. Fuck yeah. And then it made me think of that uh, Fresh Prince. You know, like it's the first episode and he moves in, and it's back to life, back to and he's stapling the Malcolm X poster against the wall. <laughs> so good. So good. Some yeah. of that powerful 90s, it was, I guess, Snap was dance music, but what would that song be considered? Because it had like a hard beat, but it wasn't really hip hop. 
I guess, but it is, R&B. it is hip-hop, is it? I, yeah, I, I really don't know. It's just good. And then, because it's YouTube, it said something like, Will Smith's best performance on Fresh Prince, and then there, there was, uh, yeah, I watched two really serious performances from Fresh Prince. I'm not a fan of Will Smith anymore, but man, he could act. He could really act. It was Fresh Prince was a good fucking show. Yeah, it was. It and was he the could one still where act. he had to tell Uncle Phil that the pills that Carlton took to put him in the hospital were from his locker, and how he was stressed because he had basketball practice and finals or whatever, and he had to tell the whole family. And then the next performance was about uh, his his dad, like his real dad. His real dad came and promised him that they'd take him on a cross-country trip and then told him that, you know, we're going to have to push the trip because uh, I got some business stuff that came up and Will had his bag all packed and everything. And Uncle Phil was there, he saw the whole thing. And then, so, and then the dad was like, I'll see you soon, son, or it's nice seeing you, son. And then Will Smith was like, yeah, nice seeing you, Lou. Didn't call him dad, just called him Lou. And then, and then if you could, yeah, look this up on YouTube, then there's a great performance with him and Uncle Phil. Does, and I almost, like, I almost teared up. It yeah, was Smith cries, I remember that. Yeah. Do you remember that episode? I feel he, like I remember that, yeah. Because he, at first, he's, he's like, acting all tough. He's trying to hide his anger, yeah. and then Uncle Phil's like, it's okay to be angry, and then it, it mounts and mounts and mounts, and then, and then he, like, breaks down and cries, and Uncle Phil hugs him. And it seemed like a real fucking moment. So it hit me hard. I wasn't expecting, because I was just, I went from, how did I even get to that YouTube video? <laughs> but it happened. Yeah. This happens. Like, these, <laughs> this fucking happens on the internet. Like, all of a sudden, I'm watching a Will Smith performance from Fresh Prince, and I'm almost crying. Yeah. Well, fuck. There were some good, there were some powerful So you remember what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do, I, and not from the YouTube version. I remember seeing it like on that real TV. One? Yeah, there was a, I remember that. Holy, that was fuck. a good, that was a good show. One part of that show that my sister and I really loved was when Hillary's husband, the like Navy guy, Trevor. Remember, she had like the Navy husband. He died, and there was this really serious scene where she was talking to the stars and like talking to him. And she turned around and ran into the screen door. Like, just ran into the door. It was so dumb, but like the Chevy, you know the Chevy Chase? Like, falling humor? Yeah. What is that about humans, like, running into stuff and falling? It's still funny. I still laugh to this day. The start of Kingpin, where the kid's running and trips on the fence. Do you know that part? It's like... It's like all whimsical and the kid gets called into the house or something and is running and like trips on a fence and breaks it. When people fall, like it's really funny. When people like slaps lose control of their body. Doesn't get old and it's hard to pull off because I see lots of people trying to fall and make it funny. Like, okay, they still talk about on Mr. Show that when people like run in, run into David Cross and Bob Odenkirk. The first one that they bring up is the... The bookshelf one? The bookshelf one. Because <laughs> it's hard to pull that off. But man, the by the fourth or fifth one where you know he's going to fucking do it again, he somehow makes it work. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
how to get on that tangent. Oh, see, tangents. <laughs> For someone like myself, YouTube's not good. It's not good. Sometimes the speed of my thoughts when I speak, I just make weird connections, and that's what YouTube is. It goes deep. Do you ever it find yourself? Very you're deep. Like, How did I get to this place on YouTube? <laughs> what does that mean? Ex executed videos that, in iTunes, ready to. Oh, watch. that means that. And now the two devices are communicating. That means. Apple TV can pick up the device, the, the content in iTunes. Todd, and then <laughs> we're in the future. I know. Look at where it's so. Look weird. at your station here. Yeah. It's weird. What are we doing? People can. People are listening to this. We have a radio show. I'm uh. Like a little bit of that buzz there was my phone where I can contact people. We all have devices that are. Pretty much Ooh, part of us. Fucking saw that one coming. Okay, did I ever tell you when I first got a cell phone? What year it was? Because this is crazy. When I first got a cell phone. What year? Yes. Can you guess what year? Where I first owned a cellular telephone. It was a little bit later. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was late in the game. It wasn't as late as me, but it was later. Okay, I, so what you? It was like... Uh, yeah, because it was weird when you got one, too. Yeah, I held out for a long time. So I was on the planet for 24 years until I owned a cell phone. I got one in 2006 when I first moved to Vancouver. And even then, I didn't text with it and I barely answered it, as a lot of people know. Yeah. I don't answer my phone in texting. I only got it. I only got into texting after, after like, I think after I broke up with Jenna, like we didn't even text and we didn't even use our cell phones that much. I was more of like a computer person. So I didn't even start texting shit until yeah. like 2009 or 2000. I didn't even get an iPhone until 2010 or something. Yeah. So I've only had this shit, this style of technology for two or three years. And before that, I wasn't even a text messenger. But I can't even think of the time before that anymore. That's so weird. It is weird. And we always bring up that... How quickly it becomes so natural. That VG20 and words were the first rollerblading DVDs. And that was weird too. And then it went from, holy shit, you can get rollerblading videos on DVDs to us talking right now like, yeah, full-length videos aren't even really a thing anymore. Who could have predicted that? Shit has changed fast. It's very interesting to think about the, the how rollerblading has has grown up with technology. Because ro like rollerblading as a microcosm perfectly shows how technology has changed, and it's almost like it's almost like rollerblading came about right at the time when technology took this rapid kind of exponential yep. growth curve. Yeah. And rollerblading has really grown with it. I like the internet, for example. Yeah. For the first few years of ro when rollerblading existed, like it started to become a thing, but like you would wait like a few hours to download like a 15 second clip, like a very small clip. Yeah. It wasn't a thing. So you still had to like order 
a, a VHS yeah. from a shop. Yeah. And then it's the internet slowly like caught up to the point where like, oh, we don't even need to order videos anymore. We can just stream, like click on these links and we, we see it. I've said this before, but remember being really stoned and talking about like, there used to be an online database of every video ever made and it exists now. Yeah. Not only that, but it's in your pocket. It's in your, it's in your pocket. At all times. The one thing that I keep thinking about for like YouTube specifically, like how we don't have to order VHS tapes anymore, this is just like an extension of our memory. We can just recall. Pretty much. Like yeah, how I was yeah. like Hawaii Ice Palace Gang or Elvis Stoico Quadruple Axel or whatever. It's just like, oh, well, I'll just go into the like global. It's like yeah. it's a global global memory, memory bank. Yeah, it's a collective can... consciousness. It's just like a yeah, it's a memory bank for everybody. Do you think that's why it's important to draw? So like thinking of that Mark Maron special or whatever, to like draw on as much personal stuff as possible, not like not airing all of your dirty laundry, but at least from a creative and artist perspective or whatever, like making lots of stuff to, yeah, it becomes to, pump in, to pump into the global brain because it's not about, yeah. for you it's about the process and just the feeling of finishing things. But once it goes in there, like it, you don't know. You just said how it's, it's, it's so important for you to exercise your own creation of whatever or to exercise your own like digging up memories because we live in this world where there's so much external that you like it's you need to create your own for yeah. you to maintain like your own self of like who the fuck you are because yeah. if you don't exercise that if you don't create your own thing yeah. then all you're doing is consuming other people's views yeah. of what life is, other people's ideas. Yeah. You need to force yourself to write things or record things the, or draw things or yeah. like make things. It's more important than ever. Yeah. And that's the funny thing. Like I was I was I was getting really caffeinated today and like uh <laughs> Is that where you how'd you come up with the Apple video? I was yeah, I was that was started with caffeine. Oh, okay, yeah. And then I was like, yeah I'm gonna like I'm gonna make a vine of juggling somehow and then it just clicked like I got four apples in the fridge oh fuck and if you haven't watched the apple video it's it's probably one of like the best how you took an idea and like apart from technical juggling it was the first time you took it some different place right because had you thought of that before I, I yes I've seen it somewhere I saw a oh, really? clip of someone juggling and eating apples. Yeah. I don't I don't know where, but I was like, fuck, I could do that and I it's, want to do that. And that's what it's all about. You have about. to have it's, the apples. No, but it's you have all to be willing about, to make a mess. If you have the urge and it's simple enough to do in a short amount of time, it's good to just like quickly do it and get it out there and you yeah. feel really good. It's, it's almost like, like war. It's, it's ba- you have to battle the like the 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 influence you have to battle the influence with your own influence. You haven't read War of Art yet, have yes, you? Yes, I have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, that's, breaks, that was a good podcast, too. Holy shit. Ooh, really good, yeah. But, but oh, anyways, you were, were going to say, like, you were really caffeinated today. I was thinking about, yeah, and I was thinking about all these other people caffeinated and, like, 
seeking information. Like we're so addicted to information. All these people, tons, millions of people, all the drug, drinking caffeine and like reading things, watching things. Like we are hooked on information. Yeah. And the, like the the antidote to that, the like the only way you can battle that is to create your own information. Yeah. Definitely. Because that is like, that's a healthy version of like, you're exercising it, your I, own mind. But it has to come ideas. from a good place. It has to be what you're into. And that sounds so stupid, but it's so true. Right. Because there's people who are doing it and not coming from a good place. But I guess that's true. Just the act of doing it, they will get to a good place. Yeah. Because uh, YouTube is like a cesspool for people who want to be famous. Accessible, yeah, accessible for people who want to be famous and accessible for like, you have to start somewhere and imitation is like a great place to start. Okay. But you have, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I was thinking about this. We're really, really, really lucky and it's related to that idea idea of like... 1982, baby. Yeah. (laughs) We're really lucky because just the idea of like, YouTube and my cell phone were kind of like the same year. Like I first heard about YouTube kind of when I got a cell phone. And so all YouTube's so young. How old is fucking YouTube? Like not, six years old? It's not well it's a it probably was around a little Older, bit, but, but when it but really started to gain steam was yeah. in this class I had this teacher who he he was the one who was like, You put your stuff on you gotta put your stuff on YouTube and he taught he was talking about uh there was all the different Vimeo wasn't as big, but he had, there was this class where he started highlighting all of the video streaming sites, and YouTube was the big one. But Vimeo hadn't won out the battle. There was like Meta Cafe. There was some really weird other video. I can't remember the name of what was the name of it. I guess it's pointless or whatever. But I remember people seeing the movie Napoleon Dynamite, right? And saying, like, oh, I could see you guys doing something like that. And I always remember having ideas for, like, comedy skits and, and, and things. But we never, like, as a group of, like, me, you, Mason, we had ideas and things, but it was always through skating, which is great. It was, like, concentrated. I'm so happy that we weren't growing up in this time, because as much as I love putting up stuff, the stuff that we put up still has years of experience behind it that we could have like done a whole bunch of dumb skits and could have gotten lost direction. Like we could have put up one video if we were 18 year old kids right now that was a fluke that got really big and then people were like, oh, you guys have to keep making content. And maybe if we spent like 10 years trying to make funny skits and you never, uh, replicated the success of the first one like that's happening right now on YouTube yeah. and there's people that don't understand that there's a much bigger uh, picture to making stuff Yes. and so we have a very healthy relationship with stuff that we make and put out where totally. we don't really care in the grand scheme of we just want to keep making stuff whereas there's people who make stuff just for views just how I joked last time, it's like, there'd be a picture of me making a crazy face and there'd be big yellow letters like <laughs> WTF 
something related to pop culture or whatever and like just dumb laughs it's great it, to make stuff that, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to explain well, it's great like, to make stuff that you know isn't going to get a lot of views yeah like I'm so excited about the how to videos even though they have like 100 views I don't care I, I know that it's good and, I, and I, I'm so stoked on them they're fun they're a very separate they're very unique entity yeah I f- and uh, yeah keep going I don't know I, I I'm excited about them too. I, I want them to be more open as well. I want it doesn't have to be tricks all the time. Yeah, I we want can do, it to be we like can do a how to on how to. That's okay. good. That's really good. I was thinking like uh like how like there could be editing or like how, how to, to pod, how to do a podcast. How to interact with people while wearing inline skates. I don't know. You yeah. could do like really dumb stuff. Totally. And I think there will be an educational element, but if I was to define why we're doing this, is that I was surprised at what I was able to learn about myself through talking about it to the camera. Totally. And then I learned about heel spins by you breaking it down, because we're never going to like... I've never been like, so Todd, how do you do those heel spins? And then it was like, you were able to break it down but at the same time that's cool the historical element is interesting too and it's also a way to put yourself out there that can feel kind of awkward talking to the camera because it's different when there's a camera and how how often do you see someone talking at length to a camera with their skates on yeah that is cool too and And that is like a new form like I've never seen that before that I love I there's something that I always because I filmed some how to or skate one hundred one or whatever for K two. I filmed some, and when I'm editing it, it is I always click with that the guy talking to the camera has his skates on. Yeah, it's cool. It's interesting. Totally. And then you get to like, this is a weird thing, but when we watch videos, we rarely get to see shots of like people hanging out in their skates. They're always very forced, the ones that we see. Yeah, yeah. So I think what you're saying is that it's interesting to see someone casually being themselves and then there just happens to be skates. It's fun. You yeah. don't normally see that. That's, yeah, I'm pretty much saying exactly what you said, but. And then even, and then, and then you're adding to that by like, the things that you're talking about are like demonstrating like certain body positions or, or movements. So you have the skates on and you're describing what you need to do to, to do the certain thing yeah. with the skates on. So you move your body in a certain way to demonstrate and like it's, it's a great way. It's a great, it's a great formula for, for edits. I had an idea <laughs> for like a, there would be a seven second long how to. It would be for backflips, <laughs> and then it would just be one of us like staring at the camera, not saying anything, <laughs> and then it, like the how to would come up, and then it would be staring, and then it, the end part would come up, and that would be it. <laughs> like it's open to doing dumb stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. People love Vine and and. You know, I'm very intrigued by Vine and Instagram. As someone who's worked with video for such a long yeah. time, I'm very intrigued. I've watched like uh, some of those best Vine compilations, some of the stuff that people are doing that have no training or experience in video, and I try and fucking bring this up at work 
all the time and nobody understands what I'm talking yeah. about. It's like, that is the future of video. And it's the future of like, okay, your, your company specializes in creating video content. So, and there's a lot of these companies yeah. and they're just focusing on creating these high quality, which like, are great couple minutes. Yeah, they're great. That's part of but it. But if these companies were also taking into account like, yeah, like we should also be really good at creating six second clips that aren't necessarily the highest quality but they're hilarious and they go viral and people love them like i saw that is that that should be like this thing that companies are striving to to be like hey come to us we'll make you a fine video that look up uh facebook in six seconds right now facebook in six seconds yeah just look it up um and i'll keep talking the The idea of people using only six seconds to get something across, oh, that's not the one. Facebook in six seconds buying, I guess. No, it's not that one. Facebook in six seconds. Oh, it is. Like, you could be the biggest marketing company in the world and not come up with that. That's just a guy who had an awesome... He could be a comedian, I don't know, but... It's six seconds. There could be someone coming up with pitching a fucking concept to Coca-Cola or whatever for a five-minute video that costs however many billion dollars. Yeah. And the thing that I keep trying to get across at my work is like, there are people doing things that are more interesting than any production company could ever think of. Because they're just, they're looking at a six second video or a 15 second video from a completely fresh perspective. They're not jaded by experience here. And there's something there, I don't know. Well, the, thing, the thing is like, um, these companies, the thing is they're threatened by it when they shouldn't be. Yeah. Those companies are threatened by the fact like, oh, anyone can make these like viral six second videos. Yeah. When they should be like, why don't we make those? Yeah. You know, like, why don't we put our focus and our time and our energy instead of being like threatened by it, like, oh, we make high quality video production. Um, and it comes down to do it all people. Do too. the high, high quality shit and do, but do clever fucking shit you can just fucking film with your iPhone. Yeah. And like, it's all yeah. relative. Yeah, yeah. It's all relative because it's people. It comes in. The reason why people and podcasts are popular and how-to videos are are pop like the reason the how-to videos are so fun to do is it's kind of the same thing as podcasting is you're putting yourself out there yeah. you're it's you and that's these Vine videos it's more about the people and what they put into it and it's less about like making something awesome or making something uh, yeah high quality or whatever. So it's like, like when people have these big video cameras, big, these big fancy video cameras in their hands, yeah. they get caught up in, 
in, oh, we gotta have like perfect lighting, it's gotta look really crisp, really high quality, the yeah. people in it have to be really good looking. We've seen and they get caught up in all this like trying to replicate TV bullshit that there's they don't capture anything worth watching. It's so true. I I think I think it's related to something that I was talking about before that still frustrates me, especially in a place like Kamloops, where I really don't like that idea still, and it might be this way for a long time. There is your your regular self that there's myself who do a, does these podcasts and I'm allowed to swear and I can act like a weirdo in skate videos or whatever. And then there's my professional self that's on LinkedIn. And uh, if I did a if I did a podcast related to my business, it would be professional, and I would talk to other businesses within town about video and marketing in a professional way and we wouldn't be able to do those side stories where we were allowed to swear and, and that's where it's like even if businesses did use Vine they would do it in the most like boring way possible and it's that the people who are going to be brave to put themselves out there that's that's the good shit if that makes yeah. any sense I don't know like a restaurant, they should allow their employees, within reason, to like have access to the Vine account, and you want to be able to tune in to weird stuff, I don't know, related to a... Well, the beauty of that is that then the people who don't like those things, if they're honest, yeah. and they don't like those things, then it's like, okay, they won't do business with us, yeah. which is great, because... This is who we are, and if you don't like it, yeah. then that's cool because there's there's a demographic of people who do like it, and those are the people who we want to do business with. And isn't this the future too? Isn't this happening whether we like it or not? Yeah. Transparency. The future is people know exactly who you are. There's no hiding it. There's no like... Um, there's no professional side. There's just like yeah. who you are. And if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they go somewhere, they go to someone who they do like. I still and that's the way it should be. Yeah. People should go to where they like. Yeah. And not go to something they think they like and then find out like, oh, you're not what I thought you were. Don't don't companies wanna say should that should be what branding is. Like branding should be like, hey, this is what we are. Yeah. If you don't like it, fuck off. Yeah. If you do like it, come do business with oh, me. Oh, if only it was that simple. It is that simple. Don't. It's just that people don't see it that way, and so people are wearing these. What, people are are trapped. Like yeah. Where are you going? No, you were going. You were going. Well, I was just gonna repeat myself. People. Uh, people just need to. That should be what advertising is. People say what they are. People say what they think. People say what they believe. It's still too bad that there's insane amounts of money put into like sculpting how you how you think and how you perceive. That media literacy is like gonna be really like for your child as she grows up. Media literacy is gonna be really important. 
that's why, yeah, it's so important to make things. So then when you make things and you have the experience of making something, you can watch a commercial and say, oh, they were trying to do this or they were I'll trying to do never, that. Ever. And they see through it. They see the technique. I'll never forget. Probably my favorite thing that got me when I was like a bona fide stoner for a stretch of my life. Very functional. Had a job. Didn't well, this is our beautiful. <laughs> when you smoke pot, and this, I can, I have this regularly, but this lifts the veil quicker. And you're watching a dumb commercial or a dumb movie or a dumb TV show oh, or God. you're listening to a song that sucks. You, you fuck it. It's very clear. It's clear than like movie sets and television show sets and bad acting and you see it so, so clear. clear yeah when you when you've been smoking some pot and then you when you see it and and then so unrelated to pot because I'm not advocating anything if you watch enough stuff and you know how to edit things and you know a little bit about human beings and intuitively facial expressions and body language like you know if someone's being fake or not it's so important to have that sense going into this time that we're in because it's like it's so weird like the Mark Maron thing again I'm going to bring it back to that is like to know when someone's not trying hard and being as genuine as possible and being vulnerable and being honest to have a sense of of when someone's doing that, that's like the stuff that you, that I connect with now. And sometimes it's hard to find that because there's so much shit out there that's trying to be something. And that's where the media literacy, I'm ranting now, but where it's important. But like, I, yeah. I always, I'll always remember that you're watching, you're, you're 20 something and you're watching something and you're stoned oh, and you just want to get terrible. Like, this fucking sucks. What are you all watching? There was a, millions of dollars in a crew of like hundreds of people working on this thing and no one was smart enough to stand up at one point and be like, this is fucking bullshit. Like this, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> just everybody like, well, I, it's like this is my job, you know. I'm a I'm a lighting technician on this film, you know. I I work in Hollywood. You know. <laughs> yeah, I guess you know that's good. But it's we're in a time now where it's like we can get over these humps. Can't oh, we get no. to a little bit better of a place? Can people be a little bit more honest? And and again, like with the comedian thing. And podcasts, you listen to people who are being completely honest unedited yeah there's you no one watching over them people connect well I, I think you should cut it back a little bit that shit this is that is changing the world it is the honesty is the the we that need is changing more of it the too. world we need and lots people people is slowly people are becoming more it creates aware tension though bullshit. too it creates tension because there's resistance, right? Oh yeah, of course. Because people are threatened by the by that. People are threatened by like companies don't I think know about how, like, how to change. How my dad's retired now. It would be like if he had a podcast, how good it would be. 
Only, only if, he only, shouldn't give a fuck. Yeah, and because he's retired now, and if, yeah. only if there's nothing to lose. Only if he wasn't like my dad had a podcast. I would love listening to that, you know. But there's still a certain amount of like professionalism that happens, <laughs> and I still censor myself a little bit on this here and there, but for the most part, not. So I don't know. Full transparency. I, that's the future for sure. Yeah. But. Some crazy shit's gonna happen. It's a, it's already happening. It's a, it's a really exciting time, but I do think being comfortable with the transparency is the way to go. I, I it's, it's such a it's a hectic time in humans' uh, history. I was talking to a lawyer the other day who said he's not on Facebook. Of course, he's not. Very smart, and uh, <laughs> he was. Saying he's like, I'm like, well, oh, because there's you've probably done lots of cases to do with where Facebook like evidence and it, how, how dumb people are with the transparency thing should be used for good and like the honesty and all that stuff, it should be transparency in a good way. Whereas there's people who still act in an old fashioned way, like, like divorce cases probably were sneaking around on Facebook and sending messages it's like you realize how stupid that is right like just yeah well if you if you oh man think about if you were 20 like if we were in okay buddy era and we were all on Facebook oh the shit that we man. that would go on no. Facebook that we would think is a good no. idea no and yeah. that's that's what I that's was saying reality. but that's what you you brought it right back to that's exactly what I was trying to say about like uh, things that we thought would have been a good idea back then in terms of like skits or dumb things videos to post or whatever I'm so glad we only have those videos from that time if that makes any sense yeah, yeah. instead of us growing up in this time because we were dumb young younger kids there's, a, there's so many things in okay buddy that if if we would have just filmed them and just put them online like as they happen like out of not like they're good. stupid in the video yeah but if you just extract those bits no they would have they would have like they would have known exactly who we were where we fucking did it we would have gotten shit from our parents we would have had to apologize on facebook there's witch hunts for people that and it's youthful energy that that yeah. shit still happens but like we got away with a lot of stuff, like, because, because of the nature of, like, VHS, and, like, by the time people saw it, it was like, oh, well, that happened, like, two years ago, so, you know, it's bad, but, like, what are we gonna do, reprehend this person for someone, something oh, like, two years ago? Like, I you know, in How to Be Unpopular, like, there was clips of us, like, ripping out uh, like plants like it out of flower beds and shit like that and, and in the video like and that is, it's it, not good that's not good but if you if that shit was just on YouTube like us just just ripping out yeah, fucking, fucking shit like oh that was like a couple weeks ago fuck these guys like like let's fuck like they it's they bad away, it's bad it's bad the what's what's bad the the pulling out of the plants that is bad but it, it is a good thing that we were able to like kind of make 
art out of it without getting in too much trouble. Because like well, we were we were able like the the whole like teenage video like jackass type of thing, it is an art and it's a beautiful art that you can't really get away with now. I, I'm happy that I we grew up in a time where we could produce those videos that were like questionable, but it was like okay, these are like fifteen year old, sixteen year old kids. Of course they're doing this shit. And it's like, it was put together in a very engaging night. Like, you were a pretty good editor for being, like, 16 or it's 17. It's a weird thing. It's I'm happy that thing. that exists yeah, that's and true. that we made it and we didn't get in that much shit. Because, like, people couldn't, people can't do that now. Oh, the patience. You know? The patience that our parents must have had for us. Uh, it's weird. Like, they the adult figures that watch those videos had to straddle a line of like this took a lot of work and this is pretty impressive I don't agree with everything that's in it that's a weird thing yeah fuck we showed those videos to like our girlfriend's parents like this is the boy who's dating your daughter it, and they had to deal with yeah, that situation I think, like, and, and that being born 10 years earlier we would have either been into skateboarding or in a band or something like that 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 white middle class fairly privileged energy that doesn't you're in fucking school and it, you don't have an outlet for that energy there's something that I guess adults understand when they see those videos that that is part of being I our feel, age yeah I feel like I would understand it as like okay it's it's stupid, it's it's not something that I want to watch or something I would do, but I'm happy that he's at least enthusiastic about something. Yeah. And he's, like, putting energy into something. Yeah. Even though I don't think it's that great. Oh, like, my, my poor dad who had to think that for... <laughs> Still thinking well, it. <laughs> No, it's pretty, it's pretty good now. It's kind of like, it's become what it was, what probably the original vision in his mind, what it was supposed to be. I think yeah. it's closer to that now. And it's, but I think his patience wise, I think he had to deal with that thought that you just said for probably like six or seven years, like quite a long time. Yeah. And what I brought up on the Jacob podcast, the point that like my family had to have like a aggressive skating, like intervention aggressive skating video intervention with me on separate occasions my sister and my dad and I totally in the moment I remember being really hurt hearing that but it was really important for them to say that yeah and I completely understand it now but and I don't regret it though too no because in the end like you're you're where you are and you're in a good place and you, and it didn't totally hold you back you can do it and still maintain a, a sense of normalcy. Yeah, and I think time is gonna be really good to yeah. whoever stumbles across those things, those uh, those uh, obsessive, stuck in that way of thinking, making something with youthful. I don't even know how you would explain it, but being stuck in the tunnel vision, making stuff at that age, it's, uh, 
Those, those things really, get really potent and there's a lot of things that you're not going to be able to predict when people stumble across those things in 30 or 40 years at what apart from them being rollerblading related just what people are going to think and feel when watching that well, yeah, like there's a lot times. there because it's not a movie and it's not an extreme video and it's not there's just there's something there in terms of like how all and not just, just me but how all of us saw it how all of us thought of the world at that time and that it's documented there's just something yeah. there that's going to be really fucking powerful well it's unique because like I said like I don't like I don't I think it's impossible for people to create those things now yeah it is, it is. At, at that age and that like it, it is impossible. I'm holding a pee. You have to pee also. I have to pee. I guess that's... I want to keep going, we'll do a, but... We'll do a pause and we'll, then we'll come back. And then we'll, we'll wrap it up. yourself that always every day it's I guess it's important not to ask yourself that because by asking yourself that you're missing the point it's it's funny because like we're 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 taught in school to like make goals and and strive for things but when we were learning all those 
techniques for success, <laughs> the world was a different place. And, and now the world is what it is. It's like, you can't really make goals. You can't really like make long term, like, okay, I'm going to do this and this. And then like, and then it's going to turn out like this. Because rea like reality is changing every fucking day and it's changing faster and as time goes on it's changing faster and faster and it's like it's frustrating. the goals that you're making yeah. are like okay in a couple years everyone's gonna be doing that you know how you have that goal where you were like where like 5,000 people were gonna see the video like whoop 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 do that's yeah. whatever I think about that and all, like, all the time like, with uh, what I do for work, that that everybody's gonna be able to produce awesome videos if they have a good idea. Yeah. That that's so frustrating. And so it's like, like yeah, do you ever think about going back to school? Or yes and no. I do, but I'm also I want to like. If I can, I'd like to learn and get paid instead of paid to learn. Yeah, that's true. If I can. Yeah, that's true. Because what, what I is think your... school is is becoming obsolete. Yeah, it absolutely is. With I just, I'm so frustrated because and... I would love to have like a practice of meeting with people one-on-one, -on -one, but then to believe that I'm qualified enough that I can help them somehow talking through stuff. But I can't just like start that without some kind of an education. I guess I could, but it, you could. You definitely. You know what could. I mean, right? That yeah. We're in a weird in between zone where I can't get. I think a, that piece of paper is is starting to mean more less and less. Yeah. It, depending on what field you're in. The thing that. But do you think about how? Uh, this is just my own thing, translated into question to you, but because of the 1982 thing you have a very valuable outlook that could definitely help some people that's neutral where you're not their parent you're not an adult figure you're not a young friend and you're not so young that you still haven't figured your shit out you've kind of figured your shit out you're in a consistent enough place to be able to help younger people Do yeah, you yeah. think about that I'm pretty confident in my ability to help young people. And wouldn't that be, like, very rewarding to do that? Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's but I guess to I... To find your... Yeah. To find what? Your purpose. To find, like, okay, this is... I can do this, and not a lot of people can. That pre-internet knowledge and experience, there's something there. But still being literate in it and not being like you know there's we're the bridge the fifty sixty year old yeah 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 we're the we're bridge the, we're the bridge between we, the we two. know it and and we we do embrace it obviously yeah. yeah we we push it but we also know what life is like without it yeah so there is a generation there where it's th those people are very unique like people born people born in the eighties are there's something very unique about them especially the ones who really embraced technology but also know how they know what life is like without it and they know how fucking crazy it is to have it 
they understand because like they embrace it they they know the the power of it and they're like holy fuck i was 20 i was 20 and i didn't i lived without a computer yeah i was 20 years old and i didn't own the screens fucking screens yeah and now all of a sudden yeah i spend most of my life looking at at looking at screens more time looking at screens than looking at the real world real human beings yeah real life human the f- and, and then the funny thing is like do you know you know the term uh, the uncanny valley oh when virtual reality becomes indistingu- indistinguishable from reality and suddenly like okay we spend a lot of time looking at screens but soon there's going to be a technology that's it's like looking at reality it's not looking at a screen it's looking at a world that's just like this I think but it's not real I think the next jump because I feel like it's plateauing with screens a little bit something has to change Google Glasses is like the first it's close but it's a clunky like early version of where we're going yeah I think some kind of like you know Terminator where he's getting like real time information about his environment and everything I think that's what it's going to be that it's like it's still reality, but you're getting you. It's mixed with an interface. I think that's where we're going. So that's it's almost the uncanny so, valley. Well, yeah, Google Glass is a lot like that, where it's like augmented. Like you're looking at reality, yeah, that's the future. But it's an interface that's mixing with that. But it's gonna go beyond that with the uh, Oculus Rift. That's again though. That's a clunky and early. That version. is a clunky early version. It's gonna. That's like the beginning yeah. of people basically living in a matrix where it's it's like they enter they enter a world and they see it, it and they experience it yeah. just like it like a real world. Yeah. But it's just like it's like brain chip stuff. It's like they're feeling the emotions. They're feeling the the this. The, the sensation on their skin and it's like okay this this is so real that's why when you said it's so real ca- caffeine and and screens so dangerous you're mixing two potent drugs together so fun really really potent drugs like technology is a huge drug a huge drug and, and combined with caffeine addicted. let me ask you an honest question when you wake up in the morning, how soon until you, you plug in? Uh, actually, like, probably like an hour and a half. Oh, you're so, you're smart. Well, it's like, I'm sometimes it's, it's like the circumstance, like oh. usually when I wake up, it's like, a, like I'm looking after Aubrey. So that's it's like good. Awesome. That's a good yeah, like thing. Starting the day, like just, yeah. You go to a human being but, first. But often, to be totally honest, I'll put her in her jumper and I'll like go on the iPad for a little bit. So it's not an hour and a half. It's like... There you go. Yeah. I'll, you, usually, like, I'll neglect my daughter to go on the iPad. But she's <laughs> occupied. Yeah, she's having a good time. And I look over at her and I, I smile and she's happy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Where are we going? It, this obsession with 
it, it's going somewhere. It's 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 like globally, it me it it's definitely going somewhere. The amount of people that are addicted to information. Of course, we're addicted to information. This is what we. This is what human beings from the like we want it. We've always wanted it, and we live in a time where it's just like it's there. It's easy. It's right there. Everything. It's like okay, everything is right here. Everything. Not everything, though. Well, not everything. Happiness. But all the all the information. The, that's where it's like. The there is going to be. I always bring this out. The fact that there's no internet elders yet, we need the internet elders because they're gonna know. We need experienced people, who have. Well, the internet could be something different, but like, there's no elders to guide us through this experience. There's only people who are in it right now who, have done some experiments or from their like the media diets or whatever, people who have gone off of Facebook for a while or off of technology. Well, so it's, it's important to have those like perspectives, but if there is internet elders, we'd have to listen yeah. to them. In a hundred years, there will be. But right now, everyone, it's new to everybody. Everybody's so just no knows what the fuck to do. Everybody's just, just, let's watch some cat videos. Fuck yeah. It's all right cat, there. Cat videos, cat pictures. It's no, so, it's too confusing now. Well, At this yeah. point, it's too confusing. I it's can't, very I confusing. Can't. But producing things is. But it, is that the answer? Are we just justifying our need to like contribute to this thing? It's like we, maybe we're also addicted to, to contributing to this thing, and it's like we're justifying that by saying, "Oh, that's the answer is contributing to it." I guarantee you, like if you were to take stock of your most uh, uh, experiences where you had extreme happiness and felt very good, a lot of it, like if you wrote it down in a book or whatever, a lot of it wouldn't have anything to do with the internet at all. It would be very simple like moments grounded in reality. And but a lot, of, a lot of it for me would be contributing. Yeah, but that's more the process of what you the do outside of, of making internet. what you're contributing. Yeah. After you put, after you upload something, or whatever the going back and checking on that has nothing. Like if that's you, true, it's, yeah, that is that is not. That's like a that's the drug part where it really is unrelated to the feeling that you got of finishing something. When you finish something, that was a real feeling that happened in the moment. You just in said reality. Yeah. The feel that actually contributing something requires an experience in the real world. Yeah, and then after and then it, 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 it requires really embracing if you're a true the, wizard, the real world. If you're a true wizard, you know that you know about that cutoff point and you just keep putting shit up, but you're not at all attached to the memory banks or whatever. Then let right. let let the people obsessed with the memory banks decide because it doesn't yeah. matter the, Ultimately, the yeah, more you can get those those hit those really good hits of like that feeling of finishing shit in this space I think that's a good thing but I could be wrong too no no I don't think you are I think you're right well if I'm right 
there's nothing more we can say at this point until the next podcast.